Northcote Theatre, the GV Hotel in Shepparton and the Cardinial Cultural Centre in Pakenham, we're coming to your area of planet Earth. First off, the Northcote Theatre on the 21st of October 2023, the Rewind 80s Mixtape Party featuring DJ Grandmaster Bates and the Rewind 80s Band Live. Second off, we've got the GV Hotel in Shepparton. That's going to be a huge Halloween party on the 28th of October. Last but not least, the Cardinial Cultural Centre on the 2nd of December in Pakenham. Rewind Daddy's Mixtape Theatre Show. Get your tickets, all inquiries and information on rewind80sband.com. Thanks for your support, guys. See you soon. The story you're about to witness is true. It actually happened. Only the names have been changed to make it fun. Sitting at home last Sunday morning, me mate Boomerang. Said he was having a few people round for a barbie. Said he might cook a burrow or two. I said, sounds great, will Wallaby there? He said, yeah, and Veggie might come too. So I said to the wife, you want to go, Anna? She said, I'll go if Dingo's. So I said to Boomer, what will we do about Nulla? He said, Nulla bores me to tears, leave him at home. We got to the party at about two, walked straight out the kitchen to put some booze in the fridge, and you wouldn't believe it, there's Boomer's wife, Wara, sitting there trying to plait a puss. <laughs> now, I don't like to speak ill of Wara. But I was shocked, I mean, how much can a koala bear? So I grabbed a beer, flashed my wanger at her and headed out to join the party. Pretty soon airs rocks in and things really started jumping. This Indian girl, Hello there. How you going, guys? Oh, bit of a laugh to start. You having a laugh? Who was that? Tell me. Ostentatious. Ostentatious. Yeah. It was very blue, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it was amazing. Flush me wanger at her. Yeah, that's right. Platten a puss. Oh, and yeah, then in the puss. video, she's got a cat. On her lap, and she's plaiting the puss. Like, of course she is. Yeah, yeah. It's didn't, pretty funny. Didn't want to go Ill- Illawarra. No, look, I think the song was only available on twelve inch, so it went forever. But the dads loved it. You know, your dad loved it. Isn't it? Oh, well, it was one of those great. things that you could you could play in front of the kids, and they wouldn't. You no. know, there were names already in existence, exactly. so it wasn't like you were saying anything filthy. And like, yeah, that's isn't that weird? That's a weird phenomena that we've lost. Is that sort of family entertainment? Like, you got it a bit with the Simpsons, but like with Aussie stuff that was coming out, like. Happening on multiple layers where the mums and dads would be like, oh, my God, how can they get away with it? But the kids would have no idea but still love it, you know what I mean? That's right. And and we have lost that family unit sort of in entertainment. You know, entertainment is not the same anymore. That's it. You know? um, ostentatious, I think he he's Jewish and he does a lot of the Jewish bar mitzvahs still and, and Jewish functions because – I was in Havana Moon for a long time and I used to see him at the functions. He's a really lovely guy. And the oh, kids awesome. still laugh because he's quite a legend, you know what I mean? Like he's quite a yeah. legend in that community as he should be because it was a huge single. Tonight we're looking at a really interesting subject though. 
We really are. You've come up with this one, haven't you? I've had a big week. And so yeah. you, you you have come up with this episode. I was blown away by the detail. Really? Of this well, you know how I got this from that card game that Edward gave me when we were in Devonport. Oh, Sorry, yeah, where yeah. were we? Launceston. Launceston. And I thought we should mix music with history and things that happened and play clips and just give people a feel of of what it was a lot what it was like, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, awesome. So it's 1983 we're looking at in Australia and just things that happened, you know? Was it be like, you know, obviously because sort of early 80s was it like a really um, really interesting period for Aussies because I guess things were still so isolated. Australia really sort of came out into the world stage mm. during the 80s, you know, mm. by the oh, end of did. the 80s, yeah. Um, early 80s it was very different. Like Aussies were still very provincial. The rest of the world was still getting to know us really and um, we, we were um, – very, very quirky at the beginning of the 80s. Yeah, that's right. Without the woke movement, it was amazing, you know. Yeah. And yeah. people having to be careful about what they say. Yeah. The comedy was comedy. Comedy was an art form and it, but now it still is an art form but the ones that aren't so scared still do it, like Jim Jeffries and will tell everyone what they think but there are a few that they just can't be bothered, you know, because what what can you say now, you know? That's it. So we're looking at Aussie in '83. Now, before we jump in, what have we've had a massive week since we last episode? Yeah, we have. We did two shows. Two shows on the weekend. We um, went up to Albury, which was really interesting. We had a lovely crowd up there. Yeah, we did. Al- Thanks, Albury. Al- always good to get out of Melbourne and and. Um, you know, go enjoy another audience. We had a really sort of interesting. We had that boardroom. the the um The band room was the boardroom yeah. of the venue. Remember, all yeah, sort of right. wood veneer, and that was really interesting. And yeah. then, um, we we had a gig the following night at Bird's Basement in Melbourne. So thank you to everyone that came to that because it was um what ten or twenty over capacity or something like that. Oh, who knows? It was busy though. It was full as a gorg. It was full and it was hot and it was mental but we had a great gig and it's an interesting one, Bird's Basement, basement because it, it is quite tiny but people go nuts, didn't they? You described it perfectly, that gig and how and what happened. Tell them what you said it was. I said because we, we were describing to Timor who couldn't make it and mm. he we, we said basically um, first set they all had their mouths open, second set was like a cruise ship. Yeah, it was. It just, it just sort of took off. It, it was like we had a lot of montages there. Yeah, and, we did. And um, thank you guys for coming. Like absolutely brilliant to um, – I don't know for just to, to just be in the same room together. It was yeah. it was a hectic night. A lot happened. Thank you so much for coming, guys. It was great to have you there, and it was a it was a beautiful little taster of I guess what the two hundredth episode is going to be. Just while we're still sort of locking down details and everything, but it was beautiful for you guys to come and touch base with us and um, see us live and. Um, but there was sort of, you know, a lot of people that were really, uh, really excited to see us, but then a lot of other people, you know, it's essentially a jazz venue. Yeah, that's so right. So 
um, it was it was a, a little bit sort of fish out of water for us because sort mm. of people are enjoying their beautiful dinner. The food was incredible there. Yeah. Uh, um, and and a lot of people sort of down the front were were paying quite premium to see us, which was lovely of you. Yeah. Um, and so there was like that element of composure being a jazz venue, but then like some some other people going completely mental. So once we, I guess we we established the vibe over the first set. When we came out from the second set, it was just nuts. Chaos. Like. Everyone was up dancing and, look, the venue heated up really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it did. So, I got, definitely got very hot. Oh, it was crazy. Um, it's a basement. It's a basement. It's a know? basement. It's That's right. Underground. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a – we drove from Albury straight to the venue because Albury's four hours. Yeah. So we got to the venue, I think it was Nick. Cookie, um, Maddie and myself and we started putting stuff upstairs to put on the stage and we're a big band. We've got a lot of equipment and we don't like yeah. to cut down on stuff because we have three keyboards, you know what I mean, where yeah. usually the keyboards are on track but we have track with the arpeggios and we also have 30,000 keyboards. So... It was interesting for the venue to go, Jesus Christ. And I said, yeah, and we actually play them. Do you believe it? You know? And, and, uh, and so I don't think I don't think we, like, I think we actually travel really light for what we try to pull off. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah, that's true too. But the it's thing It's not like now, we're being extravagant, you know what I mean? Mm, and we need those keyboards because 100%. it's a big part of our production. But... There's some video footage on the Rewind 80s tribute band Facebook of Working for the Weekend, which was really cool. And Cookie's guitar playing is fucking best in the world, man. Like yeah. I just I just watch his guitar playing and I think, why would you watch as another band and think you even have any competition? How? Yeah, exactly right. How yeah. would you do that? You know, like yeah, it's exactly absolutely right. mental. His guitar playing was over the top, you know, the drums. And then, we, of course, we had our filling bass player, so we weren't even on all cylinders. We had um, Joshy on bass, but he played so amazing. Josh played really great, yeah. You know, and he was so good on the night and he was just in and out, see you later. And we did a lot of new songs that he um, had not done with us before and he was just a dream. And we also did... Happy birthday, happy birthday for the birthday people. And that went nuts as well. We had like fucking 11 birthdays or something yeah, in the house. Yeah, 11 birthdays and, in the room. And you can do the daggy thing of fucking singing happy birthday, but we thought we'd keep it 80s and do altered images. Exactly. And I'm not going to do Stevie Wonder because I just don't think we would do it any justice. You need to do what suits the band. But um, it was great. So anyone that came to Bird's Basement, guys, amazing. Thank you so much. And you can now come to Northcote Theatre. Make sure you come to that one because that one's a big stage with big lighting and big yeah. sound. That's going to blow everyone away. Like it's Everyone's be coming to that. Everyone's yeah. coming to that. That's going to be like DJs. It's going to be nuts, guys. Yeah, it's going to be a really big night. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. And a great venue, really supportive of the 80s. And, oh, they are. Um, it's going to be a real party night. I reckon that one's going to sell out. It's a big venue, but it's it's. Um, I reckon it will come really close to selling that one out. That's yeah. going to be really cool. Yeah, well, I'm going down to see um, – the David Bowie movie and I'm going to do some promo there with some flyers. Oh, you're going on the Labyrinth? I'm night, going the Labyrinth, yeah. So I've yeah. spoken to them and they're like, yep, come down and let's do some promo and give out some DLs of the show. So yeah. that'll be awesome because everyone that goes to David will definitely want to go to an 80s night, you know. Fuck Why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, so like, you- and, and depending how how – well it sells early, like how many people secure their tickets, it, it means that we can do sort of, you know, extra things with the show. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, incentive to get in early, guys, and just secure your ticket. Yeah, if you could, that would be amazing. So it's com. It's as easy as that and you just look down the list and you'll see Rewind 80s Mixtape Party and it's just going to be a beautiful venue where you won't have to smell shit, you won't have to walk <laughs> through beer, you won't have to, you know, it's just going to be so spacious and it's the sound and the the lighting is world class and I think we're really excited for that one anyway. Yeah, yeah. can't wait. You know what can't I mean? Wait. Like some of the venues we've done have been very fucking ordinary, you know, like yeah. but except for the theatres, of course. But the one thing I think because we've done the theatres for a couple of years now, I think doing Bird's Basement was a lot easier too because as much as it was really intimate, it wasn't um, – I didn't feel weird about it. I was. I felt no. like I was dancing in someone's dinner plate. Um, Maddie's uncle actually was at the front near me. I felt like I was dancing on their table at some stage but I didn't feel embarrassed. And when we first started the theatres before COVID, when we did the Bowie show, um, it was really confronting to do a theatre where no one was sort of cheering like a pub, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right, yeah. It's a whole different yeah. dynamic. Oh, Absolutely. But because we have been doing it for so long, it was just an interesting dynamic that we knew of before. So we kind of rocked out straight away. It felt like a cruise, didn't it? It did. It did feel like a boat cruise. And we got offered a cruise that night, didn't we? Yeah, well, no, she asked if we were doing the 80s cruise and I went, nah, wouldn't do the 80s cruise if you fucking paid me. Yeah, there is an 80s cruise. What am I going to do on an 80s cruise? I wouldn't be able to get any work done. I've, you know, yeah, yeah, can't get exactly. the internet. I'll be fucking going, oh, sorry about your gig that I can't book because I'm on a fucking cruise. You lose more money than you make. Look, we'll leave the 80s cruises to the apprentices, Sammy. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, so let's talk about 1983. So Ostentage is obviously a huge song. Uh, I think it was eight weeks as number one. Fuck, is that right? Yeah. It wow. might have been even longer than that but it was – it was also about Australia, so it was something that we had never sort of seen before. You know, we had Red Garm and we had Ice House and all that stuff, but it was just a spoken word poem about all the Australian stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. All Pretty right, funny. so uh, the next one I had was a couple of TV shows that started in 1983. One was. A really interesting one. I don't know whether you watched it or not, but it was called Carson's Law and here's the here's the actual start of it.
the budget in that jingle? They don't make Jesus. them like that anymore. That was beautiful. Isn't it? It sort of sounds a little bit like Christopher Cross. Um, if you get caught between the moon and New uh, York yeah. City. Same sort yeah, of chord yeah. progression. Or something. It just reminds me of that. So this was Carson's Law. It was a Crawford production. I knew a couple of people in it actually. I knew, um, well, obviously it was uh, the main actor Actor was Lorraine Bailey who was in The Sullivans. So this is sort of. That was of, filmed down here, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. In Melbourne, yeah. I think it was. I think it was, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Yep. It was, um, wasn't big in Sydney, so it obviously was um, made in Melbourne, but it was about um, a lawyer. So she was a lawyer and her name, or a solicitor, I should say, and it was a period piece. So a lot of Aussie families would watch it. So a lot of blood. A lot of Sullivan's fans because I think the Sullivan's <laughs> was axed and this was the next thing to go. I think it was a spin-off for Lorraine Bailey. Would that be right? Yeah. Yes. No, yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it started on the 24th of Jan in 1983 and went to the 1st of December 1984 apparently, but I'm getting mixed reports, 184 episodes about a legal drama. Oh, Wow. You know, I just liked the music. I thought the music was incredible and it was that as soon as you hear that theme, you know you've got to run into the the uh, lounge room and watch it, you know. Very much a parents' show. We used to um, – I'm not – look, I don't know if, if the th- – there would have been a million of these types of venues in Melbourne and throughout Australia at the time, but they used to um, – big sort of recording studios for orchestras. Yeah. you don't think, you know, like you don't you, – these days you don't think that would be a thing, but, you know, to fit an entire orchestra into a room and being able to isolate different sections and that kind of thing – required like a really specific type of room and there's one in St Kilda on Inkerman Street and um, obviously sort of when the digital age came in and all of these kind of orchestral soundtracks and everything started to just be done on somebody's computer. That's right. um, These venues were left empty, you know. And yeah, um, yeah, there's a beautiful one on Inkerman Street. We recorded with my originals band, uh, 10,000, nearly said (laughs) (laughs) 2,000. That's all it is now. It's just me. It's Um, just you and your mate. There were five of us and it was 10,000, so it's just 2,000. The other guy took the 10,000, mate. (laughs) Yeah, they fucking did. Um, Yeah, so... We we used to hire out one of these uh, venues and it was just so beautiful. They used to sort of get their orchestras in there and even the instruments were in there. It was just phenomenal and we'd record in there and the amount of soundtracks that they did for sort of Aussie shows that just sort of happened and everyone's forgotten about. And uh, I'll have to go back and check out if they actually recorded this because – uh, in this venue because if um, Carson's Law was done in Melbourne, I reckon it could have been. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. And you're looking back at a time where there were two guys that did the music. Like there yeah. was only two guys they'd ring in Australia and then all of a sudden there were 20 guys and you're like, oh, shit, now you have 20 people trying to compete for Competing. the same job, you know. Yeah. And yeah. not only that, 
we had no technology in 83 to do these lustrous strings and and stuff like that. It just sounded a bit shit still. We hadn't mastered the sounds yet on the keyboards and and stuff like that. So it was big budget and people invested in these shows. Like it was like, you know, someone would pay money and put money behind the show and they'd had sponsors and stuff like that. No one really does that anymore, you know. Nah. No way. No, no, no. Well, it's too costly these days, you know. But, like, in in uh, around this time, that's what you spent your money on, you know. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Another show that was started in this year was this one. Like peaches and cream. And the team. Like sand and the sea. And the to the beach. Like an oyster and a pearl. The guy and a girl. Why did that? You got a Thanks very much. Hi, everybody in the audience and to you at home as well. Wherever you may be around Australia, we thank you for your company on this Friday night. Hope uh, we can all look forward to a good weekend. And, of course, that means we're sending our dates away tomorrow. So let's get them ready to get their bags packed, eh? We'll start the show by introducing the first three. And to do that, here's Debbie. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Big, big weekend coming up, yes. Deb. Big weekend. Got lots planned. Well, get old Debbie Newsom. Fuck. Have we, have we talked about Perfect Match before? I think we have show? in the very early days. Jesus. It's amazing, isn't it, to think we needed yeah. a dating show to get a partner. And or you would an just agency. get like you just—it's amazing the people you'd get on those shows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some of them were as dumb as dog shit. Oh, they or, were all dumb as dog shit. Well, oh, they I, were. They were. I I wonder if um any contestants of the show are still together. Fucking wouldn't they be dead? I don't know. <laughs> it's been all. It's forty years ago. It's actually forty. They wouldn't years be ago. dead. Yeah. I guess they wouldn't ago, be. I'm yes. still alive. But um, <laughs> we used to watch it every night after school and Greg Evans is a marriage celebrant now. He is. You he know? charges three grand a ceremony. Wow. And he, Well, um, he probably can because he's got the perfect match fucking thing behind him. That's what he does. He right. fucking like as soon as he marries them, he um, turns to the crowd and says, and that's a perfect match. Oh, dear. Three grand. Right. Yeah, look, he probably can. He's got that market behind him. Yeah, that, yeah. It's like a, you know, I know he married Scott Kahn and his wife, Michelle. Oh, did he really? Yeah. So I, 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 apparently I was invited to that wedding but I didn't get the invite. Must have lost it. But I don't know. Scott and, and, has always um, said I was invited. I'm like, I didn't get an invite. And Toddy Goldsmith's a celebrant as well, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. How long does it take to become a celebrant? Oh, a couple of weeks. Oh, is that all? Yeah, couple Not of weeks. Not a year. No, nah, just no criminal record. And okay. Off you, yeah, off you go. Oh, that's amazing. I had to. Yeah. I could not do that because I can't pronounce names, and I don't know the oh, English language very well to do I'm that. I'm shocking. I've, I would, I've had to. I've had to fucking lean forward. To the family during the ceremony. No, I shouldn't say this during the show. Yeah. But 
But um, as they're coming down the aisle, if it's a really difficult name, you can practice yeah. it. You practice it. You practice it, and it's like, oh fuck, I've forgotten. And I've 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 leant forward to the family and said, "Say the surname for me. Say the groom's surname for me." You know, to get the name right. Yeah. So I've got. To, I'm the same. I've got to do a self test today for a commercial. Yeah. And I can't remember the fucking brand name for the life of me. <laughs> And I've got to sort of whisper the brand name, and I'm now I'm going to have to fucking you study. Can't fucking whisper it. I uh, well, apparently that's the deal. I've got to whisper the brand name because I'm a cleaner, and everyone that's doing this self test. So anyway, I've got this test. Oh, I've got to do tonight. Well, <laughs> what is it like, Chuck Super White? Well, no, it's got nothing to do with the vagina at all. Oh no! No, that's, I said yeah, Chuck yeah. Super White. Oh, yeah, sorry, you dickhead. Um, yeah, so um, it's got it's, it's actually um, based on salmon, believe it or not. Oh, okay. So yeah, like, and I don't really know how to pronounce the brand, but I've got to do the test before I go to bed tonight. So that's another right. thing. But um, oh, it's hard when you got to remember the words and how to pronounce them. I'm I'm shit ass at that, you know. Ah, oh, it's yeah. So, but it was a good show. The odd perfect match. Uh, when they came back from a trip, so they would win a date with each other. There was like a wall between three contestants and the one that was looking for a partner. Was that how it yeah. worked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a very like it's like a dating formula. It's sort it was of very how popular. I always wanted to start our theatre show. Because it's quite 80s to be on. Fuck yeah! You know what a I mean. I wanted show. to, st- and then I wanted it to start. A musical kind of thing, like not our show, but like one that Mick wants to write um, with me, which is an 80s show, where I, I can just see it starting like that and then everyone in the thing has a, you know, either, you know, Greg Evans, whoever plays Greg Evans is an axe murderer and then starts shooting or something. He could Something be the like narrator. That. It could be like fucking Rocky Horror and yeah. he's the narrator. Yeah, I've, I've always start- wanted to do it. They start singing fucking, all I need is a miracle. Yeah. All I need is a miracle. But perfect match. I really loved it. Did you watch it as a little tucker? Oh, I used to love it. Yeah, right. Because they were all so horny. Like yeah, when they I was were. growing up, yeah. they, they just wanted to root. I don't know if they like got them pissed out the back in the green room or what, but oh, they by would the time, for sure. Oh, 100%. Mm. By the time that it got to air, they were they were horny. You could see it on TV. Yeah, and I think everyone was a lot sluttier in the 80s. Like now yeah. we're a little bit more reserved. Yeah. And I, maybe it was the weather has changed and turned us into these other creatures. I don't know. But I remember being on the Gold Coast and an Aussie crawl and the beach and sand up your ass, and you're always chasing cock everywhere you went. And all of a sudden we don't really put emphasis on that anymore. Is that because we're old or well, are I kids different? Are they on their fucking iPhones and pulling their dicks to porn? What happens? Nah, it's the accountability thing. You could be a slut in the 80s and no one yeah, would you find could. out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You just <laughs> deny it. But these days everyone's got a fucking camera and everybody finds out about oh, things instantly. Oh, well, that's in- true, instantly. the cameras. Yeah. Shit But, ass. like, everyone was sticking it in the 80s. It was great. Amazing. Great bikinis. So that was on the 10 network. Yep. I loved it, loved it. Video Easy started in 1983. And it was before the news. It was before it the was, news. It was, that's right. Perfect absolutely. Because yeah. they used to take the break and then you'd see Brian Naylor or whoever it was and then you'd see the end and who won. 
Yeah, yeah. Shazza and Dazza used to win. Off to off to Daydream Island. Oh my god, Daydream Island is such a shithole. Yeah. It's like they'd go to they'd the go to Daydream Island. Island they'd go to fucking South Mole Island. South Mole you know. is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I expected it th- going off topic here. I was just about to start the next thing, but this is a good point. I expected it to be South Mole Island and Dream Island, whatever the fuck it was. Daydream. So amazing because I'd seen Perfect Match and I went there and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. The food isn't even good. Now, what else different. started? So we had Video Easy started in 1983 and it's just, Sort of gone into liquidation in 2022. So they really stuck it out, Video Easy. Oh, is that right? Fucking mm. hell. They must have been They must have been doing like online or sort of partially got into streaming they were. or something. They were doing streaming. Oh, mm-hmm. see, that's what you do. You know the mm. same thing happened at Blockbuster because fucking even, even when I was living in Pran, which just seems like fucking last year, but yes, it was like fifteen years ago. Yeah, that's right. Um, fucking Blockbuster was massive. Yeah, it was huge. And you see actually, people in there all the time. You knew. Yeah, that's right. They actually had. I think there's that story floating around of like the founders of Netflix approaching Blockbuster and saying, "Hey, we've got this great idea." Um, you know, streaming fucking whatever, whatever, and Blockbuster didn't want to know about it and told them to fuck off. Yeah, look, well, you wouldn't have believed it, would you? Nah, nah. Because there was so much effort to go into a shop, hire a video, take it back on time. No, it was fucking great and though. Then, it was. Do you remember they started sending them out in the mail? That was oh, sort yeah, of... there was that too. Yeah. And it was like... Like um, fucking, you could even do vending machines where you pick right. it out. And, yeah. yeah. So that seemed really amazing. Yeah. Streaming would would never have even have occurred that that could even be part of the internet. I mean, we were still using dial up, you know, where yeah, it was exactly. going. Maddie will put the sounds behind us, but we weren't. Um, it was just I don't even think we thought of that, you know, or the shops thought of that, and that would have been their whole income. See, the thing is, like, when you went down the video store, you you could either get, like, ice cream while you were down there. You could go the For bottle 80 over. bucks. Yeah. Or you could just, like, perv at the video shop, you know. So it was, actually, like, a bit of an event. Yeah. I actually think I went to the video shop to get ice cream more than I did videos in the end. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it was open later. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I remember living off Turak Road. I was in Caroline Street at this stage and it was just the end of Video Easy or one of them up there and I wasn't getting videos. I was going in to get chocolate ice creams. Yeah, yeah, right. But, yeah, it was sad when the video library started to disappear. Oh, it really was. And because they were so prominent in each suburb and even now, like – even now, you will remember where those shops were. Like, oh fuck, you will. They, that used to be such like a fucking centre of the area, and now they can't put anything in there that's that's half as popular. You know? Yeah, that's right. No, you definitely mm. remember your video library and where that was. Oh, I love it, and and like it was a fucking awesome part time job as well. 
Yeah, I would have liked to have worked in a video library, but I always worked with photo photographs, Rabbit yeah, Express. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. yeah, very cute. Next one we have on the list is Domino's Pizza 1983. Hey. Fucking awesome. Now, have you seen the latest Domino's Pizza ad? Nah. It's Rebel Yell. Bullshit. It is fucking cookie. It's cookie. Remember how we had that cute girl on Facebook tell us that she saw cookie on the mural on the on the wall? Ah yeah, that's right. Uh, (laughs) Saw cookie on the wall. (laughs) On the mural. (laughs) The the mural, you dickhead. (laughs) Oh well. It's Mario. That's a mural's wedding Mario. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, so Rebel Yell is the new Domino's song. So Billy Idol's obviously sold it to Domino's. Yes. Pizza. I'm sure it's the original too. I've, I do look up every time I hear it, but, it, I mean, it's great for us because people will want to eat pizza and we eat pizza anyway. <laughs> exactly right. So 1983, the headquarters was in, and you know this anyway because I remember you saying, Hamilton in Queensland. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it was Silvio's that brought it, Dollar Pizza, brought Domino's okay. Pizza, and mm-hmm. then they merged it back to Domino's Pizza for some reason. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it's massive now. It is still it's the only around. like um it's the only pizza chain that's really uh survived. How? It's fucking horrible. I think just because they were simple. Because yeah, Domino's right. Domino's never had restaurants, did they? They were just no, takeaway. No. I think I think maybe because they just kept it simple because Pizza Hut were the restaurants, you know, and they'd have like fucking all you could eat. You'd take the fa- – it was like a family restaurant and they were trying to compete with like Sizzler and that kind of shit. Yeah, that's right. Um, they didn't do the, the um, yeah. delivery. Yeah, but no more – no more fucking Pizza Hut. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's right. No more Pizza Hut. But Domino's is still definitely around. And it's incredible yeah. because I have Domino's and I think this is fucking tastes like plastic. It's not cheap anymore though. No, it wouldn't be. Nah. You know? It's it's like it used to be like five bucks a fucking pizza. Now it's like normal like fifteen fuck fifteen to twenty. Is it bucks Aussies that are buying it? Would Wogs buy it? Nah, Wogs would never buy Domino's. No, I was going to say because. Wog, Wogs get like the local little ones, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Where there's the personality behind the counter. We, we've we got like a local one and I think it's called like Red Tomato Pizza or some shit like that. And you walk, <laughs> to to get down to the, the shops within walking distance, you have to walk past this fucking Red Tomato Pizza. And it's like four dudes, they're probably fucking brothers and uncles and shit, full fucking screaming at each other in yeah. full full volume. The entire yeah, sure. you can hear it from fifty meters down the road before you get there. Yeah. Best pizzas, fucking, you know that's gonna be a good pizza. Yeah, exactly. Because they're passionate. Yeah, yeah. You know? Anyone yeah. that screams like that or says or brings up issues, I do it a lot. With this band, I go, no, that like the other night when I saw on one of the menus, I'm not going to talk about the venue, uh, one drink per person, I went, well, that won't be fucking happening. 
And they all, everyone just shit themselves. Like not our band because you know what I'm like. But the staff found it a bit confronting but it's like, fuck it, I've just spent three fucking months filling this joint. One drink is not going to fucking do for me and I've just driven from, you know, wherever and um, I just went nuts. And you then, go to some venues and they're like, you know, they're putting it out there that they're like a, a, a sort of premium venue mm. and it's like you'll go to another venue that is ju- that it ha- is not pretentious whatsoever. You right. get treated like fucking royalty yeah. and then you'll go to another venue who are sort of like charging through the nose for their, their tickets and everything and it's like one drink. Yeah, are you fucking no, joking? It's, it's really – and you know what? That we we got more than that, right? Obviously, but if I was the type of person that was afraid to ask and be confrontational, yeah. that's what you would get. So it's already guiding you. Like with it being on top of the menu, it's telling you this is how it is. Yeah. But I made it really clear: this is not happening. We are not doing this, and I am not being charged. And if this happens, there will be trouble. It's and, not like we go know, to gigs and get ri- fucking no, written off, it's but it's just—it's just a respect thing. It's fucking you know childish. What I mean? It's ab- it's respect exactly. Yeah, you're there. People are there because of the music. They're not there for the fucking fish tails, mate. You know, because I always think I always think it's like inviting people into your house. Exactly. They're inviting us into their house. You're not going to say to your fucking guests, "You're just going to have one drink and then you're going to fuck off." Yeah. You know what I mean? You would yeah. never ever do that to a guest in your house. Why would if you owned a venue? Yeah, well, that's would you right. do that for somebody coming? Uh, you know, guest featuring in your venue? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that's right. Hey, I've got an idea for a fucking show. Can I can I go on a tangent? Yeah. So I'm sitting here. Right. So we're in the in-laws' house. We've moved out of Williamstown. Yeah. 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 All together out. We're in the in-laws' place again, and um, um, I'm sitting at a fucking. Can you see? I'm sitting in a fucking like it's a arcade game. Oh wow! It is too. Yeah. So like I've got the computer on there. It's a fucking. There's the. There's the joystick. You what know? arcade game is it? it? She says there's everything on it. Oh, my God. There's all of them on it. So I said, like, is it all right if I put the computer on Pac-Man? She was like, yeah, it's got everything on it, though. And, um, you know, she's got all the good records as well. We should yeah. do an arcade. We should, like, do, like, an arcade special. Absolutely. Why not? Like games and games and fucking arcade songs, you know? Yeah. I should come over and we should play it live. Yeah, good. We'll do that. I'll come over. Oh, awesome. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Arcade is a, is one that is huge. You know. And are you you going out on the road with Pseudo? Just uh, to Adelaide on Friday night. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so we're doing the Gov, which is a good venue. Yeah, it is. Just doing yep. the one on the weekend, and yep. then September it heats up a bit more, but. Then we're off again. So that's Rewind 80s is, is sort of becoming consistent as well. But, um, yeah, it'll be good just to do one um, on Friday at the Gulf Beautiful. in Adelaide. Yeah. Yep, yep. So we're just doing that. Um, so the next one, Domino's Pizza. Look, love the commercial at the moment, Rebel Yell. All the little rebels love pizza. And um, we've Fucking also got – rebels. Oh, now this is interesting. I'm not sure – Fucking – 
couple of rebels ringing up ordering pizza. Yeah, little rebels. All little rebels. <laughs> I tell you what, he's fucking guitar playing. He's just out it of the It was great. At the moment. It was fucking great the other night. I just, like both nights, amazing, you know. Yeah, and yeah. you actually see, it scares me to watch him now. Like it yeah, just scares yeah, yeah. me because yeah. I don't know. I just think, fuck me, you know, because we used to do working for the weekend with two guitarists, but it really doesn't need it. Nah. You he's know. come a long way, dude. Like he's he's fucking, he's been through so many challenges, Brad. Oh, and, yeah, and Brad, like, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's doing fucking incredible, you know, like good on him. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I mean I'm sure, so Brad had a stroke a couple of years ago and couldn't use his arms, couldn't use his hands so he's had to rewire his brain and learn how to play guitar again and he is fucking incredible and that's why we're going on about him because he has had a huge challenge with that but he's really met it head on and I think he's better now than he's ever been like I was just watching this visual from uh it's on our Facebook Rewind 80s band of us doing working for the weekend and it was just incredible um, I reckon I was the shittest thing about it. Like I was just like watching the boys going, fucking hell, this is incredible, you know, and, and Dallas of course. But, um, oh, his guitar playing. I would be scared. I would – it's just – it staples the musicianship from the fairy floss, you know what I mean? And yeah, I think it's really important that people hear that. And they, and they are because we did get a fantastic – I want to shout out to Guy that went to the gig at Bird's Basement and he wrote us – he wrote me an email and I did send him an email when I got home that night and he said, I love you guys because you keep everything authentic and you don't change any of the solos. You have all the right sounds with the keyboards and it was just – he goes, as soon as I heard the loop for Burn For You – I knew I was in for a good night. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Our so first he's song. a keyboard player. He used to be a keyboard player. Probably still is, I'm not sure. But and then he suggested all these amazing songs. Like he said, you should be doing Ice House, you should be doing Noise Works. Oh, fuck no yes, lies. We should. All my fucking great, you know. No lies, he said. We can yes. get together. And there was another song that was over. And it was all stuff we've been trying to put in, you know. Um, but oh, thanks, Guy. Awesome. That was a, it's nice to hear that people can hear the difference. Yeah, love um, that. Another thing that happened today, we're going to Shepparton to do the GV Hotel uh, October the 28th. It's going to be a Halloween special. We have been to Shepparton just after COVID sort of got back to normal. We did the theatre up there. And uh, I've put a poster up of us doing the Shepherd and the GV Hotel and, and someone's written under the poster, oh, this is the band we saw, like, you know. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like awesome. the one we saw before, the shit band, you know, and I'm like, that's <laughs> hilarious. So it's starting to happen and um, we're going to be at the GV Hotel. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's 400 capacity, so it'll be amazing. Oh, cool. I love Shep. I love Sheppy too. Now this next one, let's have a listen to this. You, this might, you probably remember this as a kid. At times I feel depressed. Um, when I look at myself in the mirror, when I try to put on some of the clothes um, that I now have in my wardrobe, the, the look in the mirror doesn't, doesn't thrill me. 
I feel absolutely tremendous. I feel fantastic. Um, it's as if I'm seeing a new person in front of the mirror whenever I, whenever I look. Um, I'm no longer sad or depressed. And I know that um, with the help of Jenny Craig that I'll be able to keep this weight off forever. At Jenny Craig, we take a lot of time to meet your individual needs. Our menu plans are prepared especially for you, and you'll love our new food packaging, no tins. If you haven't seen us lately, you haven't seen us at all. On Jenny's new program, you can lose all the weight you want for only $92.50. That's right, $92.50. This is the lowest price ever offered by Jenny Craig, so why not call the centre nearest you today? Okay, so this is 1989. We're talking about Jenny Craig. What did they say? Eighty nine dollars in 1989 to lose weight, which would have been heaps. Fucking of money. shitload of money. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe that. Yeah. Now yeah. they've just sort of gone bust. They've but just people, gone broke. People didn't know how to fucking lose weight in the eighties. No, like, they didn't. You just were fat, and no one knew what to do about it. No. So. Weight loss programs were fucking massive and having like having diets and stuff like that was something that started really becoming popular in the 70s but huge yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jenny Craig as far as I know was a Melbourne-based woman with her husband Sydney Craig that started this whole scenario. Yeah. Uh 21st of March 1983. I'm confused though because then they got this American chick, Jenny Craig, to make yeah. it look like she ran it. But I'm pretty sure it was an Australian business. Well, there was 1985. Fucking, it, came, it went into America. There was Weight Watchers as well. Like that was fucking massive as well. Yeah. Well, no, Jenny Craig. That's the name of the chick that invented it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And maybe they got the meals for eighty nine dollars. Is that what they were getting? Oh, I don't know. I think yeah. it was. I don't. I don't think they were. Oh, maybe they were. Maybe they. They must have been. Well, they'd want to. What are you, you paying can do, for? No, you can. I mean, we get fucking like oh, workout well, the, meals now, and it's fucking eighty bucks a week, and we complain that it's expensive now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. That's fucking expensive, isn't it? Yeah. That is really – so they went into bankruptcy um, 7th of June 2023, not that long ago. Yeah. But I'm sure it was an Aussie company and for some reason Americans sort of took it over because I'm pretty sure the chick was Australian. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was yeah. a really big business that Aussie sort of uh, looked up to. And a lot of people were um, endorsing them more – an ambassador, what do you call it? There was um, Christy, the girl girl from Cheers, Christy Oh, Ellie? yeah, that's right. They used yeah. to get like fucking celebrities to yeah. come and endorse. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. of course, Kirstie Mel Ellie B from the sport. Um, Mel B from the Spice Girls. She, she used to do it a fair bit. Yeah. Fucking, um, who was the other one? Fer didn't Fergie, didn't fucking mm, yeah. Sarah oh. Ferguson do it? Maybe. I think she did because she was always fat and losing weight. Yeah. And then like um, then Oprah, oh, they used to do like diet shakes. They used to do diets. Oprah was always fat and losing weight. They yeah. had Liz Elizabeth Taylor. She had a diet. 
Um, yeah. Who else? Fucking, they had the grapefruit diet, remember? Oh, you know, yeah, that's horrible. Grapefruit and just hate yourself. And then like they had a, um, a cottage cheese diet as well, remember? Yeah, that's right, cottage cheese. Just, as if that would make your ass shrink. That wouldn't make your ass shrink. They just scrape it off Johnny's dick. Oh, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's horrific. So good old Jenny, she she's no longer anyway, but um, we never, I never saw my mother do that shit. We just ate fresh food. No, nah, man, my mum did it. Did she? My mum used to, my mum, yeah, I think mum, mum used to do Weight Watchers. Right. Yeah, and you'd go in, she'd have meetings, They'd have meetings every week and they'd weigh themselves in front of each other. And it was like, because they had to weigh each other in front of each other, it was like a sort of, it had a bit of a public shaming element to it. So like, Of course. It, it was that motivation, like, I fuck, oh, I don't want to, you know, I have to fucking show up and, and uh, be honest. You like Alcohols Anonymous. Yeah, yeah, exactly, 100%. That's what it was like. So they've taken that... Alcohol's Anonymous and made that stuff. Like diet. In, yeah. The shame like factor. Like Miranda Baby Wheat in Sex yeah, and the City when they yell yeah. at her wrong fucking weight. Hey, exactly. so um, Green Light has gone on for, and just like that, third season. Fuck. What? Third yeah, season? They've already and announced And what is it. Miranda back now? Yeah, Miranda's always been in it. No, the other bitch, Samantha. I oh, know she's only in a cameo. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I don't, they don't need Sam. She would I have made a million bucks. I think Sam's a bit of a nightmare. I was watching interviews with them the other day about her and I think she's leaked all the info, like the chick that plays Sam. She'd and be obsessed with it. Yeah, because she's got that other show, whatever it is. I'm not into that other it's show awful. about a makeup artist where she's a fucking ex It's awful. Horrible. It's yeah. just preying on the camp, you know. Like Unwatchable. Mickey and Unwatchable. I watched like fucking half of it. I was yeah. like, are we done? We yeah, done? We yeah. turn it off? It's exactly. It's you so know. shit. I watched it at my brother's house and I watched it on my nephew's uh, bloody algorithm. So now he's going to have all these shit shows on his algorithm. <laughs> he'll, he'll he's going to hate when I go over there through. now. Like, What's this bloody show? What's you know, RuPaul's Drag Race coming Oh, that's now? what I am getting into. I'm <laughs> loving that this season. Oh, great. Are you watching the Aussie one? Yeah, I'm watching the Aussie one with Jules' oh. cousin. Oh, is it cousin? Yeah. Yeah. Julesy yeah, messaged me today actually. I've got, got to get back to her. Yeah. Um, every Thursday night at Molly's Bar, uh, I think it's fucking Thursday night, so our friend Julesy, who's been coming and watching us like fucking 20 years. Yeah. Um, her nephew is in the current uh, RuPaul and I think, hang on, let me just read. Wednesday, every Wednesday night, baby. Okay. They, um, oh, hang on. No, 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 I'm fucking stupid. It's Fridays from 8pm down at Molly's in, in Melbourne. Molly's in Melbourne. No, I'm wrong again. It's Osborne, Osborne Rooftop and Bar. Yeah, that's in South Yarra, isn't it? That's right. Osborne yep. Rooftop and Bar. I know they do have a viewing in at Molly's as well. Don't okay. go there. Don't go there. <laughs> Don't I'm, go there. I'm sorry I mentioned it. Actually, yeah. at Osborne Rooftop and Bar, Friday nights, we might be there, guys, with our friend Jules. 
oh, this Friday you're going. Damn, well, I'll be l- gigging. It's like an o- open invite, like every week it's fun. Yeah, yeah, on, no, it's, it's amazing. It'd be great fun. Yeah. So her so, relative is Isis, the best one in it, really. They're all very good. Yeah, he's really good. Oh, yeah. It's a good series. Amazing. Amazing. It is really good. And I watched the last one just last night and got right into it. Um, But, yeah, so I'm loving Sex in the City remake, except Aiden did a shit piece of acting. So Aiden's kid gets fucking hit by a car or he crashes a truck or some shit and Aiden has to cry at the end and it is the worst fucking acting I've oh ever seen. No. I don't know who let that happen because he's Aiden. The you know, director. He just, the director, yeah, well, fuck. Shouldn't have done it. Have you seen any of this season? No, I haven't, to be okay. honest. Uh, so look. it's a bit slow to start with and then it really works. Yeah, yeah. I got look. I got sort of turned off by the Miranda storyline. Yeah, the, yeah. I don't know. I fucking. Yeah. I was into it. Look, I watched the first series and and yeah, was really fucking into it. But um, yeah. Don't know. Maybe I'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um. All right. So we're getting back on to things that happened in 1983 in Australia. Parliament Railway Station in Melbourne was opened on the 22nd of Jan 1983. That's 40 years ago. I remember I when it was open. I walked past there last night. Oh, wow. Yes. With I, about I, 30 kids. Yeah, exactly right. Like the Pied Piper because I've just come back from school camp and they had like a city camp in, in Melbourne City. So do they go home at night, do they? Nah, there's fucking – you yeah, sleep in the they, streets. Yeah, sleep in the street. This is how <laughs> this is how street kids do it, guys. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you need to know. Yeah. And just, oh, that's just horrific. Hang out the front of Hungry Jacks and just shake people down for money. Yeah. Um, no, we oh yeah. You know, they're like semi suburban kids, so like half of them haven't been to the city and stuff. Of course. So you know, they, they get a big thrill going to the country, but we do that every other year. So year eight, we took them to the city and we fucking went to the – oh, my God. We went to the MCG yeah. and we went, like, down into the rooms and everything. Oh, my and God. And, like, where the players get rubbed down and, like, where they, like, copper spray from the coach and fucking they, – they had, like, the, the ice baths where they go and, like, you know, wow. fucking cool down and change rooms, showers. The kids were really embarrassed because I was like rolling around on the floor naked. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. But um, oh, I was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was really good. We did some cool stuff. Yeah, amazing. But um, yeah, Parliament Station opened. I remember when it opened. I remember because it was underground, and I think oh, it might have been one of the last underground. But it was named after Parliament House. Yeah. Uh, but it was exciting because it was just an easier way to get to the metro, I think. Spring oh, Street? yeah. Yeah. Well, it was Spring the top Street. of the city. It was that, That's like, right. top end of the city. So you didn't yeah. have to walk all the way from Burke Street, you know, using your little legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blue Lagoon themed water park at the Gold Coast, Queensland. Wow. That was there. Did you ever go to that, the Blue Lagoon? Blue Lagoon themed water park. Nah. 
What used to happen? You had underage sex? No, 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 no. It had um, a large mountain which had three water slides and swimming pools. I have a feeling that was part of SeaWorld or something. Might have been part of. Would have been. One of the water worlds or whatever. Even though Waterworld wasn't around in 1983. But I do remember being there and you, like I remember being at the Blue Lagoon theme. Yep. Sort of mountain. I'm Talking started in 1983, formed uh, and went to 1987. So they were called Essendon Airport and they were with Regular Records and. What? Yeah. They were called Essendon Airport? Yeah. Yeah. Are you joking? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were called Essendon Airport. Are you fucking pretty, kidding me? Yeah, they were a very city-based band, very Melbourne city-based band. Right, okay. But anyway, Airport. Thank, thank, yeah, well, I'd love to look into that. But I think most of, I think Barbara was part of that, the bass player. Right. Was, and I think the girls joined after. But uh, here's, trust me, this was I'm Talking's first single and I remember this very clearly thinking, oh, my God, we've got some dance music in the charts, you know, here it is. Young. Very young. I love Barbara on bass. She's yep. a beautiful feel about the way she plays bass. And I had to wait until the dong 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 at the, that bit there. But, yeah, beautiful. Um, I was going to see these guys probably in 84. What my kind of venues? Oh my God, RMIT and stuff like that. Oh, That's great. all I could get into. So I would do. They did Story Hall at RMIT and I'm pretty sure and I was 13, 14. Was RMIT always in the city there on Swanston Street? Yeah, yeah. Great. It was definitely in the city. So my awesome. dad would have to come with me. Yeah, and I'd right, I'd always right. take my friend or whatever. But um, it's interesting because uh, no one really does unis anymore. I don't know if there's much going on with unis and stuff but they just happen to be there. And I remember, I don't even know how I would have found out. I, mean, I would have found out everything at 13 and I made my dad drive me and yeah. actually come in and watch the show. So it was one he'll of the best shows it. I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, he loved it. And then I was in a band with, I think it's Craig, the drummer, um, Craigie, is it Craig? 
was in a band with him for a while and that was exciting because I was starting to grow up and I was starting to see the people that I really worshipped in bands with me, you know, like it started yeah. sort of moving around. And, yeah, um, one of my favourite bands of all time is I'm Talking. Now, we had a Hawke Keating government. You know all about that. Fuck yeah. So Bob Hawke was like uh, president of the workers' union and was extremely popular and labor, like the Labor government was um, built on the popularity of the workers' union, of the strength of the workers' union and Bob was very, very popular. So when Bob Hawke was Prime Minister, he had something like a 76% approval rating, which is fucking massive. Like three quarters of the people in Australia just absolutely loved him. And... Um, then you had Paul Keating as the treasurer. Paul Keating sort of, I guess, grew into his role as a leader. Like he was a sort of career politician um, and an amazing, an amazing treasurer. Um, but it was really, I guess, it really started the sort of trend of having like a like a charismatic leader and then actually having a deputy that was turning all the gears, you know what I mean? And it was an extremely successful formula. Um, they were very popular. It sort of led into Keating becoming Prime Minister himself because Bob um, was, you know, always talking about retiring. But they ended up having, I guess, a bit of a fractious relationship at the end of it because Bob loved the popularity and he just didn't want to sort of give it up. Um, and Bob always thought that Keating wouldn't have had the charisma to be a PM, but he was a great PM, you know. So they they were um they were much loved uh, Aussie PMs, both of those guys. There you go, awesome. Well, that's what was happening in 1983. Yeah. 1983, we also had the Sydney Entertainment Centre in May 1983 open up. Um, I do have this on beta tape because my second cousin choreographed all the show and was he was the director, David Atkins. Um, right. It was to replace the Sydney Stadium uh, but it closed in on the 20th of December 2015. It cost $42 million. It was in 35 Harbour Street, Sydney and then they shut it down uh, in 2015 so it didn't really go – the extra mile. They just thought it was going to be this fantastic opportunity for overseas acts and stuff like that, which it sort of was. Cold Chisel did their last stand there in December and stuff like that, but it just didn't last as long as they thought it would. I remember I, I went there for some reason. It would have been around just before 2000 and I remember thinking even then – how incredibly dated it was, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Werribee Zoo mm. opened up as well. Um, hey. In Werribee. We've worked at Werribee. Yeah, it smells like shit. It does smell like shit. We got changed in the tortoise, what was it? Tortoise area. And they were area. all mating. They were, and they were mating. mating in the heat. Why would you put a fucking band in a tortoise thing? I mean, that was just the old agent, but... We got in there and because the tortoises need to be warm, we were fucking sweltering and then we went out into the cold, remember? That's right. And when we came back and we saw the to tortoises mating and yeah. we all started mating. <laughs> <laughs> we probably did. 
<laughs> That's true. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was, of course, part of the zoological parks and gardens, Melbourne Zoo and Hills Falls Sanctuary, same sort of thing. Uh, songs in Australia that were big where well, we heard the first one, Ostentatious. I was only 19, Red Gum. Bop Girl by Pat Wilson was big as well. That's Good old right. Pat Wilson got a bit of a go. Nicole um, Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, well, look, Jesus, she's was in a few things this year. BMX Bandit. Yeah. Uh, that started her career and she was in Bop Girl. I'm pretty sure BMX came before Bop Girl but – we all thought it. When we saw her in Bob Girl, we thought, oh, there's that chick from BMX Bandit, you know. There's that red nut. There's that red nut. Yeah, she was very red in those days. David Bowie's Serious Moonlight Tour came out to Australia. Now, this was a big thing because we really didn't see someone as big as David sort of out in the country. It was just, I don't know, I just remember it being very magical. And loved well, we Australia. were a big, yeah, he loved Australia and we loved him back. You know, we yep. loved the old David Bowie. So I've got a little bit of a, just have a listen to this audience. You can just hear how audiences have changed over the years. This is uh, the serious Moonlight Tour, just the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, on stage. For the final Australian performance of the 1983 Serious Moonlight Tour, David Bowie and his band! One, two, one, two, three, four! David Bowie there, push back in anger. I love it. Serious Moonlight Tour was a big tour, a lot of uh, dates in Australia. Not only that, we had the – I'm just whizzing through because we're sort of out of time. Duran Duran, Sing Blue Silver came out. Duran Duran came out in 83 for the first time. Very exciting. I didn't go. I wasn't allowed to. I was too young. Oh, but bigger. it was – there were a lot of dates in Australia, like I'll read them out in a minute, but this is a bit of the uh, Sing Blue Silver. This has got our favourite person in it, um, Spy Matthews. I just adore him, the manager, the tour manager in Australia. I don't care what it costs, it'll cost you, not us. I want you to get facility staff in there and raise that thing up by at least 20 feet or if you can't raise it up, pull it out. Otherwise we ain't got a show.
Okay, have you had any problem getting the liquor for the band? The correct champagne? Can you get Stolokhnaya vodka down there? What do you mean you can't? Just because it's Russian? Hey, come on. Every other state in the country, half of them have said, we can't get Stolokhnaya vodka. All you have to do is try harder. You can always end up getting it. I don't care if you go out of state to get it. That's what the band wants. That's what we have to get. Oh, God, I love him. Isn't he awesome? I just oh, love I just how straightforward he is. Just Aussie. Get the fucking vodka, dickhead, you know? There's a, there's a terrible Aussie thing of just sort of, oh, it's, it's weird. It's like, oh, no, it's too hard. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And, and that happens very quickly. It but does. it's just like, like you just need somebody to encourage you to try harder. It's so simple. Yeah, but, that's but right. Yeah. I mean, I loved he, him. I just love the way that he put it, though. Like, just awesome. Yeah, straight, direct to the point. Get the fucking, you know, like it, it's, it's sort of how it needs to be because people, they do tend to think they've got one over you. And it's like, you don't, this is Duran Duran. Yeah. They come into your country, make them – you've got to make bands feel comfortable. Yeah. That is all there is to it on any fucking level. And that's all you do as an, an artist or a band is fucking fight with venues about drinks, you know, like we're going to fucking oh, oh, look out, we'll be so sake. drunk. Some musos – I remember Davey Porter who's an amazing drummer in, in Australia. He'd be fucking – when he was young, he'd be – Fucked off his nut and still drum like a bit. You don't give him a drink, couldn't drum for shit. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, exactly it, it's right. It's so difficult to choose but um, very interesting. So in these years, Duran Duran uh, came to Australia. The uh, I'll just read out some of the dates. Canberra, the 12th of November at the National Indoor Sports Centre. Sydney, the 18th of November at the 18th of November, Sydney Entertainment Centre. So there we go. We used it for that. Brisbane, 19th and 20th. So Brisbane, they were quite big of November. They came in twice. Melbourne, we did the 22nd of November and then 23rd of November at the Sports and Entertainment Centre. Like that's how long ago it was. Adelaide was the 24th. Of uh, November, the Memorial Drive Tennis Court. And Perth was the 27th of November Entertainment Centre. Uh, the tour went from Australia uh, to the 17th of April, San Diego in California. So after Australia, they went back to – they started in the UK, went came to Australia, went back to the UK and then went to Manchester, Apollo and then Japan. Um, sorry, that's the UK, Manchester and Apollo, and then went to Japan and then back to the USA. It was like an eight or nine month tour. Fucking hell. And they would have been a bit tired. Tired. Um, Return of the Jedi came out, Flashdance, The Hunger, two of a kind. MIDI was introduced. MIDI is uh, something that is like for keyboards and instruments and stuff. A loaf of bread was a, a loaf of two kilo bread was sixty five cents. Christ! Yeah, and a dozen eggs was a dollar twenty. Oh, what? Yeah, and movie tickets were five dollars eighty or sixty or something. Fuck me! So, BMX banners we brought up. Farlap was released as well. That was a good movie. I liked Farlap. Ma- Ma- oh, Miranda yeah. Kerr was born on the twentieth of April. In 1983, and Chris Hemsworth was born on the 11th of August 1983. Movie Now came out. Yeah, those two hotties were born in 1983. So we had a few. Both of them. Yeah. Both lovely. I I can imagine. They look lovely, you know. 
Mm. Moving Out by Vince Colosimo was a big uh, a big movie as well for the year. So a little bit of stuff there that happened in 1983 and it's really interesting to look back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. That's amazing. What a great year. Great year. Absolutely. Fantastic. Very nice. Well, we've we've um, that's our show, guys. I yeah, think. Yeah, that is. We've got heaps of live gigs happening all around Australia, guys. So please keep in touch um, and come and see us live. Rewind eighties band. Mm, absolutely, rewind You can look at that website. And uh, oh god, I can't even remember where we are. We've got a corporate next Thursday. We're doing a fantastic advertising agency corporate at their business in the car park, believe it or not. So they're going to deck the car park out in red velvet and stuff and make like a prom queen sort of thing. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. great. I don't know exactly what they're doing but I, they're an advertising agency so they would be on it, you know. I might even be sick at work the following day and not be yeah, able to make it in. Yeah, yeah. Thursday brilliant. night gig. I love Thursday night gigs. Oh, that sounds good. Absolutely. So if you do want a band at either a private function or you have a business and you need a band at the end of the year, rewind80sband.com. We will come out and do them for you at a price. And uh, a lot of those are coming in now. It's getting very busy. Good on you guys. Please like, share, rate and review if you love the show. Please get your friends on board and subscribe, guys. It's the best thing that you can do. Send us a little review on whatever platform that you listen to, especially Spotify and iTunes. Write us, you know, little note, G'day Jay and Sammy. It really helps with our ratings, guys. It does. Pushes us right up the charts. It's awesome. It does. Every review I think takes us up 10 spots or something. Oh, totally. It's the it's the best thing you can do, guys, while you while you become a subscriber. So um but um also you can become a Patreon for as little as a dollar fifty a month and for ten dollars a month you get the extra episodes. That's it, and it's patreon.com forward slash the eighties montage podcast. Big, big g'day to all our subscribers and patrons all around the world, guys. We love you and thank you for your support. Yeah, thank you for coming on the weekend. Uh, there were a lot of people that we didn't get a chance to say hi to just because we were a bit tired driving all the way to Albury and stuff like that. It just gets a little bit tricky with having another gig the night after and resting, you know. You know what though, it was just the the gig itself and in, in the middle of the gig was just beautiful and it was like amazing seeing the montages that listen to this song, uh, yeah. show. Um, you know, like love the live sort of band as well, yeah. you know. It'll be really cool when we do the 200th episode and, you you know, it's everything at once. You can come and see it. And, Absolutely. Um, d- details will be out soon regarding that anyway. Absolutely. But uh, that's our show for today. You can find anything you need on rewindaddiesband.com and – yeah, or our yeah. Facebook, Rewind 80s Tribute Band and there's all different stuff on there. Or the 80s Montage Podcast has got a Facebook as well. Awesome, guys. Please listen. Uh, keep listening and if it's music mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs>